Good evening. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is uh, into action step six, and our speaker um, tonight is, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, Jason K. Um, thank you so much, Jason. Um, take it away. Hi, thank you, Francesca. Um, and it's Jason KP. I recently changed my name when I got married. I took on a P from my lovely wife, who took on the K for me. So um, getting used to that, she's actually on this meeting and in program. And we did meet in a very magical sort of altered reality and a uh, place that sort of transcends time and space and different dimensions called the LA birthday party. It's a surreal alternate universe and tremendous fun. And I'm um, privileged and excited to be able to go there. And that's actually how you find me here at this meeting, because I met uh, Ian, uh, who's also on this meeting. And Ian walked in to speak on a panel that I was on. And I thought, how am I going to learn anything from this young man? I've um, twice his age, and I've just, I'll have to suffer through <laughs> his talk. Ian blew me away. Ian, um, spoke with such genuine um genuineness and authenticity that just um kind of left me shocked and humbled um so that's a big character defect for me i will judge others and i will have some notions and to this day on my prayer list i have a statement from ian which is when i wake up i say hello god it's me I'm a real compulsive overeater. I need your help today. And that personal prayer struck me. So it literally is on my prayer list. And um, I try to say it every morning. So thank you so much for that, Ian. I appreciate your example and recovery. Um, so I am a recovered compulsive eater with a history of bulimia. Um, I have roughly uh, six years abstinent um, and recovered. I came to my first meeting when I was roughly 20, maybe 21 years old. Um, I had an abnormal relationship with food for a long, long time. Um, today, um, we're going to focus on step six and the chapter into action. Um, we, I do want to give some context of, you know, how do we find ourselves here, right? And as we're working through the steps, you know, how do we find ourselves at step six and at this chapter into action? Um, so I hope to kind of so focus on that. I do um, have a very, uh, well, I think it's interesting, a very interesting step one experience and a step one story. I love to tell it. If, if you gave me a choice of topics, I'll talk step one all day. Um, I do have uh, a link or I do have a special edition on the Vision for You website. That's step one. If anybody's interested, I see Ian's giving me some uh, some 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 feedback there. And by the way, if you're feeling what I'm saying, you know, I suggest, you know, you raise the roof, um, give me thumbs up, clap like this, jazz hands. I thank you, Francesca. I want to feel connected to you. And um, I appreciate those of you with your videos on. Um, and I'm I'm trying to look at you and some of my notes. Um, and I want to feel like I'm connected. Um, so yeah, I, I suffered and struggled 
through this, I had an, an, a, a, a deep and profound step one experience that precipitated a, a, a very fast and very um, committed um, run through all the steps, including starting to sponsor after only two or three months of, of recovering and um, a spiritual awakening that has maintained um, up until this day, you know, six, six plus years without any relapse, um, certainly some ups and downs. Um, but, you know, this chapter, and, and, and I do want to say, um, you know, I, I see and hear and want to affirm the focus of this meeting is a choose your own conception meeting. I love, love, love that reading that you open with. This is broad and roomy, all inclusive. I was an atheist. I looked at the Bible and I looked at God and I looked at my aunt who was a nun and I said, these are very stupid people doing stupid things. And I had some strong, strong judgments. I rejected religion fully and completely and, and was a declared out and out atheist. I do believe in God and I've had some very, very important um, philosophers and thinkers and experiences and religions that have helped me along that way. So if anybody is like on that journey, I would also say my wife has had an amazing journey with that. Um, I'm happy to talk with you all offline about that. But this this is a great um, sort of context for this meeting. I will use the word God. Sometimes I think of God as, um, you know, it, it's a word, but it's not the thing, you know. So if someone never, you know, drank water and you're trying to say it's water, well, it, you know, it's good when you drink it. If you're hot and you put it on your body, it cools you down. You know, it's water. And, and they'd, they'd be like, okay, it sounds nice. That's very different than a cold glass of water on a hot day and experiencing it. So the the, the term for me, I don't um, sort of go too far into, you know, um, what term do I use? What, how do I say it? Um, you know, for me, God works. It's, it's, it's a shorthand. There is one other term that I really like and sometimes use, and it's just the word, the, the, the mystery, the great mystery. And when I say I'm I'm orienting and turning to the mystery, it, it just that word stops me in my tracks. And I feel this sense of awe and reverence as I humble my spirit and turn towards a higher power. And, you know, so that's just one little word that I use. Um, you know, so so this chapter starts with chapter five. And, and you know, it's assuming we wrote, um, you know, a fourth step. The fourth step is just this you know, inventory process. We put things down on paper. We look at these common manifestations of self. Um, when I wrote my inventory, and, and again, the inventory is propelled by a deep step one experience. Step one experience make us open to step two. We make a commitment in step three. We pick up a pen in step four and we write. And we put things down in black and white and we see our character defects and we see our resentments and our selfishness, our fears, you know, dishonesty, our, our, our conduct in relationships, all in front of us in, in black and white. And that's a really, really powerful experience. And, you know, that's where this chapter into action comes from. And it sort of picks it up. Um, and, you know, we, when we think of step six, when I think of step six and seven, and I say, what are my character defects? Um, they really are put down in 4K Ultra HD when I write that fourth step. And I write things out, and I've done a couple fourth steps, and I write things out again and again and again and again. 
line after line, where am I being selfish? Where am I being fearful? Um, I didn't know that I was selfish and I would have told you I'm not really that selfish. I would give money to charities and work with autistic kids. And um, I, I see that, Francesca, you're resonating. I love it. Um, I wrote down an inventory where I had a script and a judgment and I thought I knew what was best for other people and I thought I knew how they should live their lives and what they should do. And I came to the end of that inventory and said, I am so gosh darn selfish. It is not even funny. Um, fear of conflict. When I put it down in my inventory like 150 times, I was like, I am so afraid of conflict. It rules just about every relationship in my life. Um, and and seeing that, and, and this chapter starts with step five, seeing how these character defects have sort of ruled my life, I, I, I sort of touch and taste and sort of, you know, feel how just yucky they are. For me, it gave me this profound and deep experience that I truly need God. I truly need my higher power. Um, I did another fifth step that was very interesting because it was about, it was during COVID and I had lots of time on, on, me, on my hands and I wasn't you know, going into school and I was, I just had tons of time and I swear it was like 300 lines of I'm resentful at so-and-so. They did one small thing to me. They're not my friend. They don't love me. I swear that that was a theme in every single one. And I see Ian, that maybe resonates with you because I see that smile. Um, I, that was just such a, a way my brain worked. Someone didn't invite me to something. They didn't call me. They didn't return a text. They're not my friend. That, that I saw that in such depth. And I shared that in step five with another person. And I just saw the, the silliness of this. And, and, and it gave me a willingness to forgive people that has carried with me to this day. So step five means we put ourselves in front of somebody and we share this. Sharing it is another way to bring it out to light, to bring it into um, to bring it out into consciousness, to see it more clearly. And we see these character defects. Um, we see these character defects more clearly. And and for me, that's where step six starts to really um, get sort of the power and the juice, right? I've written all this stuff down. I've seen this stuff clearly. Am I now willing to have God remove this from me? Root and branch fully, you know, everything. Bill uses some pretty um, interesting language. It's some pretty extreme language. It doesn't leave room for wiggle room. Does that scare anybody? Is that just me? Does that like, is that language intimidating? Yeah, I see. At least Francesca is like, yeah, definitely. So um, with the food, it was easy. The food was killing me. Um, you know, I'm six years in. So, 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 you know, what character defects are plaguing me now? You know, what's, what's eating me now? Um, that's an interesting story as well. And I did want to kind of share from my own experience, you know, what, you know, what really kind of gets me, um, today so i, I kind of picked a few character defects um i asked my wife about those character defects and i just couldn't keep up writing fast enough and it's the list just she just was spewing them off and i said okay honey i think you're right but let me just step back it's too much 
I'm just kidding. That didn't happen, but it'd be funny if it did. But I painted a few character defects um, I wanted to talk about. And, you know, really step six and seven, this willingness to be open, to be to, to change and to be changed, to submit ourselves to a process of recovery on a daily basis really, really comes out for me in step 10. So step 10 is continue to take inventory when we were wrong, promptly admitted it, you know, and I call people for step 10 work and I do step 10s with my wife, you know, in person on a daily basis. If a day goes by where I haven't done one step 10, it's a very rare day. Those processes um, really take a willingness to be humble, a willingness to grow along spiritual lines, you know, and sometimes I'll ask myself, am I willing to do a step 10? No, you know, I'll be cranky, you know, I'll be going around the house. My, my, my beautiful, lovely wife will say, you want to do a step 10 about it? No, I'm fine. I'm not always willing. We're human. I think that's very, um, normal does anyone have that experience like i should do a 10 step i'm not gonna i should make a call i'm not gonna i, I need a meeting i need to call my sponsor i'll do it later um you know that's a big character defect of mine avoidance um i don't want to confront things um what really drives me is my step one experience the truth that i need a higher power in my life you know there's a great line from the big book and it says what we really have is a daily reprieve based upon the maintenance of our spiritual condition. And I think that's where people say this thing like a day at a time, a day at a time. But Big Book, I like that saying because I think of a reprieve as a stay of execution. This, this for me was and is a deadly progressive disease. You know, this was killing me and almost killed me. And I mean that quite literally, um, because I was very suicidal, you know, in this, like making plans. This was a part of my story. The shame was so intense. I was dying, dying in this disease. I didn't have a lot of weight to lose. Um, I think that's because I used some exercise and some throwing up type of strategies. Um, so yeah, so, so today, when I do a 10th step, I'm looking at character defects. I'm bringing these things out to light. I'm doing a mini four step. You know, I'm, um, you know, so a good 10th step for me, one that I do um, versions of rarely, uh, or sorry, routinely, is that I'm doing too much. I'm in constant movement. You know, even coming to this meeting, I was so discombobulated. Um, I think I'm combobulated now, um, but... I was, you know, I was, you know, cooking chicken downstairs and I'm, I have to do all my dishes and, you know, and by the way, I'm on a second line here. I have my phone attached because we're getting big storms. So if this cuts out and the lights go out, I'm going to get on this with my cell phone, but, you know, I'm trying to pair different headsets and I'm just, I'm doing too much, you know, and that's a version for me of perfectionism. Um, it's a Superman complex. Like I want to be Superman. I want to be, you know, I, uh, you know, pick pick your guy. You know, Tom Brady. You know, the 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 character from Moana that's uh, the Rock plays like uh, a demigod. You know, I just want to be all powerful. I want to be able to do all the things and move, move, move. Am I willing that God should have all of me, good and bad? You know, 
yeah, sometimes I am. And sometimes I just want to move faster. When I pause, you know, the big book instructs us in step 11 to pause when agitated and doubtful. When I pause and say, God, I'm, I'm fearful. I'm doing 14 things at once. Um, five minutes, Leslie. Thank you so much. You know, I'm doing too many things at once. God help me. Pause, right? That's some willingness right there. And I often get the thought just to slow down, slow down. Um, when I'm in a fit spiritual condition, I will go, believe it or not, into the right lane on the highway, and I will have my cruise control, and I will go the speed limit. I literally need to slow down. Such a huge character defect for me. You know, when I'm in the character defect and I'm, you know, going 100 miles an hour, sometimes literally, literally sometimes figuratively, you know, 80, and I'm, I'm, you know, people are getting in my way. I'm not at peace and I'm not at, I'm not right with myself and I'm not as connected to my higher power as I'd like to be. Maybe I'm not really connected at all. You know, thank God I haven't relapsed, you know, in these character defects. I think these character defects can take us out. Um, a hundred miles an hour, call up somebody. Hey, I need a 10 step. I'm really anxious. I can't, I just need to, you know, why am I, why am I, why am I going a hundred miles an hour? Because I'm late. Why am I late? Because I tried to do one more thing before I left work. Why am I doing all this? I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Why? If I don't do all the things, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough, right? Oh, okay. All right. I'm running. I'm running on self-will. Um, one of my favorite speakers says, you know, fear, you know, he, he kind of conceptualizes it like this. He says, just think of like a like a limo and that's your driver for the day. And you get up in the morning and it says, hi, I'm fear. I'm going to drive you around today. Um, that's kind of how it is some days, um, or at least until I catch it. Um, another, I did a 10 step this morning and, and I, I'm so happy that I'm working on a good morning routine and I'm working out with like some group fitness, and, you know, and it feels so good. And I call my sponsor afterwards and and then I say, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm going to be inconsistent. You know, I'm afraid I'm going to start sleeping in. I'm going to start missing these calls and missing these workouts. And I have this perfectionism. Like I always think every day at 530, I need to be working out no matter what, Monday through, you know, whatever. I have my schedule. And, you know, why do I have this fear? Because I'm driven through some perfectionistic thinking and some black and white thinking where I need to go, go, go and achieve. And then I, I have expectations that are way out of line. And I fall flat on my face and I can't keep up with my own expectations. So I say, yeah, God, you know, forgive me. God, you know, help me to be forgiving and compassionate and understanding. You know, there's a version of the, the sick man's prayer that I do for myself. I say, God, I am spiritually sick when I'm caught up in this fear this perfectionism, this black and white thinking. Please have me help me have patience, compassion, pity, kindness for myself. Does this resonate with anybody? Give me a show of hands. Give me a hallelujah. Give me an amen. Um, thank you. Thank you for that feedback. Um, I did another 10 step recently. And, and again, I think I'll just focus on this because I think it's personal. This is the real fodder, you know, of my life. This feeds my 10 step practices, um, fear of change, fear of change. 
Um, I do have some good news. We are having a baby, so Rachel and I. And um, yes, that's worth celebrating. It's a very, very exciting. We saw um, some images today of a little heartbeat. I'm scared sometimes. Lizzie, one minute. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll have some very um, profound, deep wisdom that I will express in a closing statement in, in, in 50 seconds. Um, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. A fear of change. I'm getting a new job. I'm moving. I was at one school for 14 years. And my boss said, you'd be better served at a different school. I have a longer commute. I have a baby coming. I'm scared. God, you know, I'm not relying on you. So, you know, step six is about humility. Step six, step six and seven is about submitting and surrendering to a process, being willing to change. And I also say to be changed, right? We expose ourselves to this process. We participate. We open up to our higher power and something can change us. This power can change us. We can live more free, more close to our power, recovered, and we can share those blessings. With that, I'll end. I would love questions. If people have questions, I'll sit back and wait for the uh, the rest here. Thank you so much, Jason KP. That was so wonderful. I'm. I will speak on behalf of everyone. That was just so wonderful. <laughs> um, and um, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares as this is a big book study sharing questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week we ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track if you'd like to share ask a question please raise your virtual hand which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone i will call the raise hands in order and the zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn with the timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speakers ask a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. And up first, we have Janice S. Thank you, Janice. Thank you, Francesca. Um, Jason, thank you so much um, for your qualification. Um, I definitely was kind of laughing and um, nodding my head at a few things. Um, I the fear of change is very much part of my life. Um, when I make the change, I'm a-okay because I like change. But when somebody else makes a change or circumstances change, like when my son moved from where I'm living to a different city, oh my God, it was as if the world was going to end. Um, and so that is something I am definitely trying to work on. Maybe it's a little bit of codependency, but and I loved when you said to try to just get one more thing in. I can't tell you how many times I do that. Do I have time for just one more thing? And I don't know if it's like self-validation. I, I don't know. It's almost as if like it's a, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a, a high, you know, can I get one more thing done? Yes, I did. And I just, sometimes I just push the limit. Like it's, it's, it's kind of a dangerous thing. So I loved that you said pause and, and I don't need to go like that. Um, I don't need to do that or act like that. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I love so many things you, you shared. Um, um, I'm trying to think the change. I'm sorry. I took notes. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I really appreciated what you said. I, I, this is a disease that, needs constant daily maintenance and constant daily attention and things that need to be in 
place for me are, um, you know, a little bit of exercise, it's not, you know, uh, prayer for sure, um, connecting with people, I can isolate. And, and I, I loved what you said that, you know, someone does one thing, and they don't like me, or they don't, you know, they haven't, I, I create these crazy stories in my head. And I know it's, in, I'm in my disease when I'm doing that. And, but uh, it, it, it happens quickly. So I'm, I'm, uh, I have to really be careful. I do a lot better in the warmer weather in the summertime, I'm out and about more. And then the wintertime always trips me up a little bit. So I just want to say thank you. I really enjoyed hearing you uh, speak. And I really related to a lot of what you said. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Janice. Uh, next up, we have Ian, please share. Hi, I'm Ian F, compulsive overreader. Very grateful to be here. So stoked that Jason uh, could be on this this meeting. I was I was very excited to to snag him on here. Um, that was a beautiful share. A fear of change, perfectionism. I think I'm um, thinking about step six being terrifying. Having done having done the inventory and then told someone about it, you get a really good idea of of who and what you are. You know, and and it, it doesn't matter what age we come in here we have a lifetime of being one way you know of of needing to be in control i'm an anorexic and bulimic i would wake up at four o'clock in the morning run three miles lift weights you know drink black coffee and go to school in high school <laughs> that's what i did you know and i go to bed at eight um and if anyone interrupted that my whole week was ruined you know the first thing I started doing when I got into recovery was I started waking up at 6 a.m. and going to bed at 10 p.m., which is still not really what college kids do, but it's closer. <laughs> it's closer. All of this to say, step six is terrifying because it once you go past step six and step seven, there is no certainty. There's no more control. The only certainty I've got is that I'm going to be okay. And that's it. And I don't get to put conditions on it anymore. You know, and, and so for someone who has spent my entire life in and out of recovery, I mean, I, I, I get mad that my schedule is being interrupted all the time, you know, to, to actually be willing to say, I'm going to accept that my schedule is not the most important thing in the world, that my wants are not the most important thing in the world. I'm going to become an entirely different person, you know, and step six is like, get ready. You're about to become an entirely different person. And we don't mean physically. We mean personality. We mean spiritually. I, I can't tell you how many times I noticed myself doing something and I think, what? that was not me two years ago. And that was not my work. That was not my work. That stuff gets wrenched out of me, <laughs> you know. And so when we're when we're getting ready for that, you know, my step six was always like an hour of quiet after a step five. I look at who I am and I go, "Am I ready to let this person go?" And I don't finish step six until I can honestly say yes. So that's my thoughts on step six. Thank you so much, Jason. You rock. I'll pass. Whoa, perfect timing. Thank you, Ian. Uh, and next we have Yvonne. Hi, everybody. Yvonne, a, a compulsive overreader. 
Um, Jason, oh my goodness, there were so many things that I could uh, relate to. Um, you know, this whole rushing around and finding stuff to fill kind of every moment is so classic of me and overfilling, right? Like I'm always like, okay, I got to be on time. I got to be on time. And I'm one minute late. And it, you know, like one minute doesn't sound like a big deal, but it's like, you know, it's just that constant, well, I can fit one more thing in. Somebody else said that, right? And then it's like, oh, dang. And it's just like day after day, I can do that. I, and I still hang on to this idea that somehow if I just try harder, I can actually accomplish all of those things. Um, not realizing that, at least in the moment, that the harder I try, the less I get done, the less productive I am, the less emotionally sober I am, all those things. I mean, it's the worst possible thing for me to keep doing. Um, and that, of course, ties to, to wanting to make everybody happy. I, too, hate conflict. Oh, my gosh. Like, I do not want to be anywhere near conflict. Well, guess what? Life has conflict, um, whether it's in my family or with friends or with in, you know, people who work at places I visit, whatever it is, um, all I can do is choose when me and my higher power can do is choose how we react to that conflict. And it has to, you know, be appropriate for the situation. Um, and I find that really challenging. You talked about fear driving me around. Oh my gosh, before I came in this program, like I, fear was my chauffeur. Every morning got out, you know, fear opened the door for me. I got in and anxiety handed me my morning coffee. It's like, all right, let's go get the day. Fear and anxiety all day long, right? This program has taken that out of my life. And that is a miracle. Um, and it's done that by being willing to change. But I still find myself, and I'm not very long in this program. I, I'm April will be two years since I've been in OA. Um, and I have not been abstinent that entire time. Um, and, and so uh, this idea of saying the sick man's prayer for myself, I love that. I've never really thought about that before, but what a way to remind myself that, yeah, I'm spiritually developing. Like, unless I'm opening my mind to the fact that I am not perfect exactly as I am, and these character defects are not serving me well anymore, then I'm hanging on to them. And as long as I'm hanging on to them, nothing is changing for me. So I see my time is up. I am going to take away from your share that I need to be willing to be changed and to actually change. So thank you for that. Thank you so much, Vaughn. And um, I am next um, and I'll see those hands up. Um, thank you so much, Jason. I took a lot of notes, which I'm just realizing it's like, I want to be like, Oh, I loved your share so much. Let me like repeat back everything you said. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's just funny. Like I just loved the transparency of like, the things that you struggle with, like being judgmental. Um, I mean, I just, I'm so judgmental, but even that I think like, oh, I'm so much more judgmental than all of you. Or it's funny. Everyone's come on here and been like, 
oh, I do the same thing where I try to fit so much more in. And I'm like, no, I do that. Let me tell you all these stories. Like, and like Yvonne, when she was like, oh, I'm always running late. I'm like, no, Yvonne's like perfect. Like you're Canadian, you're responsible. Like in my head, you know, like, so, cause no Canadians are late ever, which let me just keep that fantasy. But anyways, so just this thing about this, like just this fear owning us and this fear of conflict. Oh, and we talked about like, Um, sharing it to bring it into light and being removed root and branch that just really touched me the like root and branch because I just want the branch to be removed like I want the difficulty not like necessarily the root Um, and I really love how you just kind of like ask for what you need even of like oh it helps me when people are connecting and video on because I mean it's like while I was having all these technology snafus, which I will save you the story of how it was connected to my unmanageability. I just wanted so badly people to be like, you're okay. You're okay. You know, like, just tell me I'm okay. And it's like, people can't read my mind and being able to like ask for what I need is just a huge part of this program. And then it also saves me from like future resentment in relationships because those things too, you said about like people not texting me back and just creating these stories. Oh, and I loved how you said like, it shows you the willingness to forgive them. Cause I'm always looking at what someone else does. I don't answer texts, you know, like I'm terrible about it, but then God forbid if someone like says like, Oh, that hurt my feelings or something. Um, and just this avoidance piece that you kept talking about. And that has been mentioned. I've heard before, like perfectionist, perfectionism, procrastination, paralysis. It's like this sick cycle because like needing to be perfect it's like I put it off and then I just and that putting it off becomes this like I'm a horrible person and now I'm like frozen um and so I just really love that you said like you do the um sick man's prayer for yourself because like I've never um really thought that um and just this kind of like how if not this sort of domino effect that happens um and I just also just loved so much of the humor that you had. Um, I just laughed a lot and it allowed me to be like, oh yeah, like I did that really dumb thing of like judging someone. And I say dumb in kind of like a silly way. Um, also, I wanted to ask you a question in four seconds um, about how step one um, relates to step six and just your whole program. Cause you said that was like the step and talking about your work, your wife, your this, like how you kind of stay rooted in step one also just because I want to hear you talk longer so selfishly so thanks thank you Francesca I appreciate that and and glad you resonated with the humor I'm I'm definitely a goofball and um you know hope that comes out it's very authentic for me um yeah so I've been sort of meditating and kind of cogitating on what step one means to somebody who's six plus years recovered uh, Mark Houston um, has some great talks, and you can find them on YouTube, Mark H. or Mark Houston. He's deceased, um, and he talks about staying connected to your step one experience, that it's life or death, you know, that I'm only here because it's a miracle of God, um, and that without a spiritual awakening, I am doomed to relapse. And for me, relapse isn't, there's no sort of, weird thought that I'm just going to get back on or come back in because I just don't know if I would ever come back. Um, the shame and the suicidality and the self-destructiveness for me was so profound and so intense that, you know, it's almost like I, 
I hate to say it like this, relapse isn't an option. I desperately need my higher power. And when I connect to that, I get kind of humbled and grateful and I feel a little goosebumps just saying that and almost a little teary-eyed just because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just hopeless and helpless without God. And I just want to fall to my knees and just just say thank you. You know, I, I just can't. Like, my life as it is now would not be my life, you know. And, and I, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, sit down in prayer on my knees and just say, God, show me what would happen if I picked up. It's scary because I, I just, I don't know. My mind goes through a million possibilities of what could happen, you know, and I ask the question sometimes, would I ever come back? Would I ever come back to this life and this whatever? I don't know, right? I don't know. I don't know. And that's truly humbling. So just a few thoughts, I guess. I'm still kind of working it out, you know. Uh, oh, the other thing, I'm sorry, I will say this. The time that I'm absolutely most fully connected and inspired by a first step experience is when sharing with a newcomer who's in it. They're so in it. Thank you, Ian. I hear you resonating with that. They're so in it. And it's right in your face. And it's so absolutely, utterly insane when you see and hear and talk to a person in the food and when you talk to a person having the first step experience and there's almost no separation between them and me. I am that person. I thought like they thought I did what they did. I have what they have. I need their solution. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll end with that. Thank you so much, Jason. Um, oof. Oh, we're going to um, stop the recording now uh, before we proceed. Thank you, Yvonne.